Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite. Today on Feminine Roadmap, Donna and I are back talking about how to shine bright in a dark world. So please stay tuned for some encouragement and how to find the light. Hi, Donna. How are you? Hi, Gina. I'm doing great. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Um, as our listeners will know, we have had a loss of all data for our podcast, and so we are re-recording How to Shine Bright in a Dark World, and you and I are finding that there's some real depth and power to the loss that we experienced in our files that we hope is going to make this podcast doubly powerful from the original version that we lost just last Saturday. And to kick it off, I really wanted to talk about the principles of light and dark. You know, if you think about when you're in a dark room and you flip on the light, it's like the light just illuminates and pushes the darkness back, right? If Even if you're using like a little flashlight or the light on your phone or a candle, light does push darkness back. And so when we're thinking about how to shine bright in a dark world, there's the principle of light and dark that is a law of nature. It is a truth. And then we have the shadows where the light meets the dark. It's not quite light and it's not quite dark. And we have to be aware of the shadows because the shadows, even though there is some light, there is also some dark. So as we're living our life and we're trying to shine bright in the dark world, there's this principle of light and dark and shadow that really actually affects how we live our lives. And I was thinking, you know, how do we switch on the light so that we can push away the darkness? And if you're in the darkness, how do we find those shafts of light? Have you ever noticed like if you're in a a dark room and someone flips on a light outside a shut door, the light kind of creeps around the edge of the door, right? It kind of, it starts to permeate the darkness. You can see light from darkness so very well. But when you're in the light, darkness is harder to detect. If you think about it, if you're in a really well-lit room, it's not like the darkness has an edge to it. The light is, is pushing on that darkness and that's where the shadows are. Just last night, my daughter and I were at a bluff after we did our volunteer work and the moon was shining really bright on the ocean and it looked like fireflies, you know, as the water was rippling and, you know, the water's pitch black and the sky is pitch black, but each pin of light from the stars and that moon on the water, wherever the light hit, it was more powerful than the darkness. But when the clouds started to roll in it created shadow and it dimmed the light, the light was still there, but it, it kind of distorted the light, if you will. And it's the same way when we live our lives. When we are living in this world, and we are, and difficult things happen, and they do, how do we find that shaft of light, that hope, and not give in, right, to hopelessness and frustration and despair? Because there is light, and light overtakes darkness. So that's the principle we really want to remind people of today, that light is more powerful than dark. And we have to find a way, if we just light our own candle 
and tip it towards someone else's, that's one way that we can shine our light is just by sharing what light we have with another person. So Donna, as we kind of go back over all of the things that were on our heart last time we did this and this time, what's kind of coming across your mind as we think about light and dark and the power of light to permeate and push back darkness and the power that we have to take what light we have to illuminate someone else's darkness. Yeah. Well, you know what, Gina, I just first want to just throw this out there that I want to just give a big, big thanks to you because you've put so much hard work into this podcast and doing the back end. And I don't know if everyone out there realizes that Gina is like the mastermind behind the technical part of what we're doing. I really show up and just talk. And so I just wanted to thank you because I know this was heavy and dark. I mean, both of us have had some challenges that we were talking about before this call this last week. And I was feeling pretty heavy this morning, you know, some pretty difficult things that happened in this last week in my life. And I was thinking, first of all, just to be, what do I have to be grateful for? And I know that Gina has been through so many things with this computer issue and dealing with this and struggling with this. And so I, I'm so thankful for you, Gina. So thank you. Thank you for all that you do for all of us, because we wouldn't have this podcast if it wasn't for your persistence. Well, and thank so, you. I, I do have to say though, uh, back to this light and dark, and I appreciate that <laughs> to lose every single file and think I had it somewhere safe and that wasn't safe to lose everything that we've done for the past 10 months. I did get a little lost in the darkness of that reality and and just the ugliness of bad people, you know, that they can just come into my life virtually and literally wipe out everything I've worked so hard for. And you and I have built, it's literally gone, but I'm saving those files in hopes that uh, someone will be able to unlock them. But you know what? I, honestly going into this recording as opposed to the first one that we did you and I are both coming into this recording with a lot more current recent battles with darkness yeah current recent like overwhelm Mm -hmm. where I spent a lot of time crying this week and I spent a lot of time being angry at the situation and trying to trust that God is sovereign and that there's a reason in this but I do want to say that Sucky things and bad things happen. Darkness touches everyone's life, but that's why I'm saying we need to tip our candles toward each other because we just need community. We need people who can um, help us find that shaft of light, that hope when we can't. We can't withdraw ourselves from other people. When we start to feel darkness, we have to find that uh, strength to find someone who has a candle, anyone who has a lit candle. We just cannot do it alone because it, I would have been swallowed up because I just don't understand bad people. Like I just don't. So anyway, thank you for your, um, for giving me that. Thanks. And, and just know that Donna and I are coming into this, not with some kind of pie in the sky ideas about light and dark, but really having wrestled through it hardcore in the last seven days. (laughs) That's right. That's right. I think if anything, that is something that I so appreciate is, just to know that we are all in this together, that we are all fallen people. We have things about us all that we're struggling with, that you're not alone. If you're out there with something that seems so heavy and dark, like we all experience that at certain times. It's not like, oh, Gene and I just have these great lives and nothing ever goes wrong. And so just we want to be authentic and we want to really be honest and truthful that we struggle too. So, so I tell you, um, the thing about light and dark is that we are made for light yes. as humans. We like the light. I mean, let's, let's think about light and dark. Just in the physical world, we don't really like to be in the pitch dark. You know, we have a lot of light because of electricity all around us. But you know how when there's a power failure and all of a sudden it gets pitch dark and you're just sitting there and like you can't even see your hand in front of your face and it really creeps me out when that happens because we're so used to having electricity and light even a little bit of light coming from here or there, the small light, like you're saying, a candle can make a lot of light in the pitch darkness. And so I think we just naturally as human beings, we want to be in the light. It's just a natural thing. That's how we're created for lightness, you know, and for goodness. And so 
think about movies like Star Wars. There's always been this age-old battle between light and dark, good and bad. You know, it's this constant pulling us back and forth all the time. But I think just to always keep at the forefront of our mind that, you know, well, who always wins, right? Who always wins? It's the light that always wins. And so just to stay focused on that, I think helps when you're in these down kind of uh, periods of life. It's not, it's not just like a, a mental thing. It's real. And it can seem very overwhelming, very heavy, very, very weighted and, and very dark, you know? And so I think today's topic of, you know, it's because I've had a couple of, um, really unsettling tragedies with friends of mine that have happened with suicides. And so this is why it's on my heart. So in such a big way, because I don't realize that these people are struggling in this way. And then all of a sudden this just happens. And so I don't even see the signs of it. And so I think that's why it's so unsettling to me that this darkness is here and I I'm not seeing it, but you know, we can't live in shame and guilt either. You know, I can't live in the guilt of maybe I could have done something. Maybe I could have helped that person because I wasn't aware of it, you know, and there's a reason why. But just, I think we have to just become like super aware that this darkness is all around us at all times. And so we have to, it's going to be a constant battle for our whole life. And that, that's okay. You know, it's okay because there are answers. Mm-hmm. And I think the answers are always like the polar opposite polar opposite of what's overwhelming and heavy and weighted and dark would be joy and love and compassion and lightness and peace, you know, all of those wonderful feelings. And when you start to think about what, okay, what am I thankful for? I'm thankful for, for all of, of what we're doing with this podcast. And thank you for Gina. And thank you, Gina, for your friendship, for praying with me for helping me all the time when I'm down, you know, pulling me up. I feel like this is what we do for each other. We, well, hopefully I do it for you too. But yeah, yeah, we pull yeah. each other back and forth. It's like, I'm in the quicksand. I'm sinking. Pull me out. Oh <laughs> no. Now I'm in the quicksand, you know? And, yeah. and it's like this tug of war, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it's a real thing. This is a real thing. It's not something that we're just making up. Right. I think everybody out there has experienced stuff like this it's heaviness. Right. It's the power of community. And I think to your point about suicide, I do know that when it comes to suicide, those people are internalizing and they're pulling away. They're hiding those dark thoughts and feelings from the people around them. And that's why most people say, I didn't know because they were putting on a happy face. Mm -hmm. I think the power of community, if we want to shine bright in a dark world, we have to be willing to be um, vulnerable. We have to be willing to let people know that we're struggling. Safe people, of course. But if you want to shine bright in the dark world, we have to stay out of the shadows. Like we cannot be dancing with dark thoughts, dark attitudes, dark beliefs, like shame, like guilt, Mm -hmm. like overwhelm, heavy things, hopelessness, you know, those things are slippery slopes into darkness. You know, we might start with, oh, I feel really bad about this, but, and, and that's dancing in the shadows. But when we start saying, I am shameful, I am these things, and we begin to own the negative emotion as if that's who and what we are versus the reality is none of us live a life of perfection. None of us live in the space of getting it right all the time. It's impossible to get it right all the time. And we have to give ourselves grace. There's a certain measure of grace that we have to live with because we're human. And I think the darkness overwhelms us when we begin to own those things, the shame, the guilt, the overwhelm, the heaviness that causes the depression. And we focus, we focus on those dark thoughts and those dark things. It's where we put our focus that determines whether or not we're going to shine bright or get swallowed up by the darkness. Because what can we control? I cannot control that someone somewhere in the world took over 
every file on my computer, every file. I had to wipe it completely clean. And I had to re-set up on my husband's computer for the week and all the frustrations of trying to find passwords and all of that. Like, what could I control from day to day? What could I control? How could I shine light? Well, I'll be honest, the light was hard for me to find. It seems like a small thing. But when you put your heart into something, whatever that is, and it gets taken from you, that can feel very dark. And I want people who are listening to this to understand that one of the journeys that I had to go through emotionally was not to judge that dark feeling in terms of it. Well, at least it's not, this is how I try to help people. It's like, you know, it could be worse, but not in a heartless way, but just like, you know what, this isn't that bad. It's only a computer, but you know what? I have to be honest. One of the lessons that I learned this week is how I'm, learning to shine bright in this dark space that I, I have been going through is to honor how I feel and not shame myself for it or guilt myself for it because someone else has it worse than I do. Because see, if something negative happens to you and you don't allow yourself to acknowledge that this hurts, this is, this is awful. I'm angry. Those emotions are all acceptable things to feel what is not acceptable because we're talking about what we control can control excuse me i just made up a word there uh, we're talking about what we can control is how we choose to focus going forward each day we have to step closer to the light again and i think community absolutely has something to do with it because i tend to hunker down and try to figure it out so people have to draw me out I, I am a drawer outer of other people, but I, I'm, I like to, to pass my candle to other people, but I never really learned how to, to receive that same gift back. It's not something that I'm naturally good at. I'm much more naturally good at recognizing when someone else is dancing in the shadows and trying to help them out. So what we can control is what we focus on, honoring what we really feel, not judging it or feeling like a bad person because you're feeling sad or, you know, forgiveness, forgiving ourselves, seriously, not backing up those files. It was like a solid three or four days of every time I, someone said anything like hard drive, I was just back in condemnation. So what can we control? We can control how we choose to frame it. Uh, we can work on getting out of the negative frame. Again, finding someone with a candle to light yours in the darkness and keep that candle close by until your candle can hold its own light because we cannot control jerky people. Yeah. We cannot control awful experiences, but what we can control to some degree is our own perspective on it and the way we choose to move forward. So I just want to encourage people that guilt, shame, overwhelm, all of those things are, are darkness. And we have to recognize that they will swallow us up unless we move toward the light. And Donnie, you said joy, gratitude, compassion, love, peace, friendship, community, right? We have to live in a place of grace and forgiveness or the dark will swallow us up. And we do feel these things and we shouldn't feel shame for the feelings that we feel. But we also need to take responsibility and figure out what can I control. Each day I just did a little bit more. Some days it was literally finding one password, like three hours of trying to get one thing up. And at the end of that, I, I couldn't do it anymore because I was crying and frustrated. And I thought, okay, but I did something, right? I did something oh, to find the right. shaft of light. And, and so that's my encouragement. Yeah. Yeah. And I think just like picking apart the, what, what you're really telling yourself and, yes. and seeing how, how what you're telling yourself over and over and over can be very dark. Mm -hmm. And to say that, wow, I'm just not good enough or what I'm doing is not this or that. We talked a little bit about a belief table, which I love this visual because a belief table, what it is, is you, you visualize a table with four legs and a, and a flat surface on top. And so on top is the belief that you have. And then the four legs are the things that you're thinking that support that belief. You know, so if your belief is that, oh my gosh, I'm a terrible person because I didn't back up my computer, that's like on the surface. Well, what are you telling yourself that's holding that up? Like, oh my gosh, I knew that I should have, I had an external hard drive and I never, I'm so lazy, I didn't do it. What's distracting me? I'm, I'm too involved in too many other things, so I didn't do it. 
Like those could be the legs, whatever you're telling yourself. And so what you need to do now is chop those legs off, break <laughs> those legs off, those negative beliefs that are supporting that big belief, and then creating a new one. Like to say, everybody forgets to back up their computer. It's so common. You know, mm -hmm. there's nothing really bad or wrong about the person that forgets to, to back up their computer. We or doesn't do know how to do it and can't remember, yeah, so she absolutely. procrastinates. <laughs> yep. Almost always, well, always, I would say that there's some type of misunderstanding or lack of knowledge that then, mm -hmm. because something bad happens because that person just didn't know, right? So if they had had all of the information they needed and they knew everything, that thing probably, that bad thing probably wouldn't have happened. And so we can create, we can like pick apart our beliefs and really see what we're telling ourselves with this belief table idea, which I, I really like that. But, you know, just getting back to the idea of what we focus on gets bigger. And so if you're focusing on these negative things, they will grow. Whatever you feed, if you're going to feed the dark thoughts, the dark thoughts are going to get bigger. Yeah. And so my struggle, I guess, has always been when I'm in this down place and it's just hard to pull myself out. So yes, having other people help you, but what if you're alone and there's no one around that can help you? What can you do then? And, mm -hmm. and so what I, I think about sometimes is that, well, what, what, what is my true mission? This is why it's so important to really think about, really put some time and energy and thought into why am I here on this earth? What is my mission? What am I trying to accomplish? Because that's where the passion lies. That's where the passion lies for, oh my gosh, I am going to change the world for good because I feel called to do this thing. And so for me, it's helping women, women who are at about midlife, you know, get through midlife and have an even better and more vibrant and more lovely and beautiful second half of life. And so when I even, when I think about that, it raises my energy. And then I feel the passion for what I'm doing. And I say, oh my gosh, all these setbacks that I've had, it's okay because I have this passion. This is a God-given thing. I know it. I feel it in my spirit. And so I can turn up my light and get out of that darkness by dwelling on those thoughts. Even writing it out, journaling, increases my energy. You know, I, I learned this a long time ago when I was um, doing the creative memory scrapbooking business. But the thing that I learned through being in a direct sales company is that they had a lot, a lot of self-improvement opportunities, you know, conferences that we could go to. And, and I would be in these, in these groups of women who were just crazy passionate about scrapbooking. And it was contagious, you know, being around that kind of energy, listening to the recordings they would give us of the talks. We were just so, so charged up to change the world by the power of a picture and a photo album, <laughs> but it was a mission, right? Yes. That's why we felt that kind of passion and energy. It wasn't just for the crafty fun of this part of it, crafty and fun, colored papers and all of the fun things that we love to, to do, but to use, but we, but the real thing was that we had a mission, you know, and so I would highly encourage anyone who just feels like, wow, like I just don't know. I don't feel that I have a mission. What are your core values and how can you look at what you're believing? What are you telling yourself and what, why are you here? What is it that maybe you can do a little more of that will get you into the light? Yeah, because when we are living in our passion, when we figure out what it is that lights our fire, so to speak, right? Because passion is like a fire within us we are able to create more light because we've tapped into that inner fire. We've tapped into that inner light. We've tapped into that thing that draws people to us in a positive way. Mm -hmm. We become like a magnet. Brightness of our passion and the brightness of our spirit draws people to that light. And it can draw people out of darkness because we talked about the negative fires we build with the guilt and the shame and the overwhelm and the shooting all over ourselves, you know, like I should have done this. And I, I have shooted piles of should this week. Mm. Um, but it never helped me to have the right frame of mind. It just pulled me deep again. So I think that if we want to shine bright in a dark world, we we're talking about acknowledging that light and dark exist, that there are shadows that it is a conscious decision and the beliefs that you, you talked about the belief table. That's an excellent example of really putting a visual to what am I spending my time thinking about? 
if I want to shine bright in a dark world, I need to know what I'm thinking. I need to know what I'm saying to myself. I have to be aware of the words that I say and the way that I approach myself. Because I might be a really good friend to you, Donna, but I'm not always the best friend to myself. Mm. So, you know, the power of awareness what am I saying to myself in that moment? And where do I need to walk with more grace? Because you know what? Grace is a light, right? If somebody extends grace to me, it lifts burdens, right? It's like them tipping a candle in my direction. Faith, hope, love, those are all lights. If we can draw from faith, hope, and love and walk with grace, we will be a light in a dark world. And there will be people that we may never know that are impacted when we choose to step out of the shadows, forgive ourselves and forgive others and work on our belief system and work on the words that we say to ourselves. Because you said in the recording, no one will ever hear, Lord willing, maybe someday we will recover it, um, that dark loves dark. And that was a powerful thought to me because have you ever noticed when, <laughs> you know how they say things happen in threes or, you know, nothing ever goes right. We like get stuck in that because there is almost a principle of if I focus on the darkness, then that is literally like the rabbit hole that I fall into, right? I, I have to be careful that there's an honesty to the fact that darkness exists and that it touches all of our lives in different ways. But that does not mean that I have to surrender myself and my emotions and my attitudes to the darkness. And I think that's the point. If I want to shine bright in the dark world, there is an honesty to how we feel. Like I was saying, one of my lessons this week was to quit minimizing how I felt, to quit beating myself up. There were two things happening we don't need to minimize how we feel. How we feel is real, right? But that darkness loves darkness. So the more energy, like you said, that we give to those dark feelings, thoughts, and beliefs, the darker our world gets and we start to dim light. We start to switch off light. So we're looking for the shafts of light in our dark spaces. What can I do? Who can I turn to? Where is my support system? Like, look for the shaft of light. The shaft of light might be me calling Donna. The shaft of light might be I'm listening to a podcast and somebody just says just the right thing, right? Like you just randomly pick a podcast. We think it's random, but that shaft of light could be you're at an event and a speaker says something that is so absolutely perfect to shine that light into your dark space. They don't even know. They're just doing their thing, right? But we have to be so much more aware that where there is darkness, there is also light. And I think that's my encouragement. The darkness seems so pervasive that we forget to look for the shafts of light, that we forget that light and dark coexist. The enemy of our souls wants us to believe that darkness is unbeatable. It's devouring us and we, are, we have no hope. Yeah. That is a lie from the pit of hell, there is always hope. It's just that we need community. We, in order to shine bright, we all have to, like Donna said, find our passion, figure out our mission, light our candle, and then stay close to someone who can kind of light your candle when it starts to dim. Because if there's darkness, then there is light. So if we can release the lie that darkness has no way of being beat, it's not true. If we want to shine light in the dark world, then we need to be a light in every situation that we can and in every life that we can, not like some like, uh, <laughs> well, maybe we should be light evangelists, you know, for us, it's sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ, but sometimes we share light with a smile, right? What are some ways, Donna, that you've experienced when someone was a shown a little light into your darkness what are those things that have ministered to you because i think that might be powerful for people who are like i don't know what that means like what does that look like well i think what you talked about with the community is huge and you know something that um has always stayed in my mind is this image of this older woman that i 
knew from church and I lost, I've lost contact with her now. This is years ago, but she always had a smile on her face. I just wanted to be around that woman. I tell you, every time she, I saw her, she radiated this light and she just had this like permanent smile. And I had the pleasure of having, I didn't really know her personally that well, but I had a few conversations with her and, and she was super upbeat and positive, you know, to even just seek those people out. But I think to avoid the things that bring us down to begin with, if at all possible, like stop, turn the stinking TV off, you know, and stop watching, stop watching, uh, the news political stuff, the news, the news is all negative And they've, it's been proven that this stuff is what sells and where the ratings go up when it's all of these tragedies they're reporting and all of these horrible negative things. And you really start to think like when you listen to all this stuff, like, Oh my gosh, it's like the end of the world is coming or, Oh my gosh, people are so bad. There's no goodness. And like you're saying, it starts to make you even lose hope. And so we want to get away from that stuff that drains our energy. And so it's always all about the energy that you have within you. And that, I believe that comes from the Holy Spirit. And the way to really tap into that energy, now this is a real like scientific proven thing, is to have that compassion, you know, tap into what am I grateful for? Even though right now this just totally has been the worst week of my life, but what am I grateful for? You know, and just force yourself. I've started a gratitude journal and every day I've been writing five things that I'm grateful for in that great, in that, and let me tell you, once you start writing more and more and more, you start to feel a lot, lot better. <laughs> like, it's really powerful. It seems so like, oh yeah, right, just by writing down five things a day, but it forces your brain to start to go to the positive. And so once you start to do that, the real energy that's coming through your heart radiates and other people can actually feel it and their hearts can actually change as far as the rate of their heartbeat. This is all science that's been proven through the heart math program that it's real stuff that you actually are affecting other people this way and they are affecting you. Mm -hmm. You know, so if you're around someone who's negative all the time, say it's your spouse or someone in your family, you're just going to have to work even harder to immerse yourself, to flood yourself with beautiful, nice things, just go get a cup of tea, light a candle, spend five minutes twice a day, breathing, giving gratitude, writing in your journal. What am I grateful for? Mm. And you'll st- and more and more and more beautiful things will start to come into your mind because you made a point and an effort, you know, and that's the work really, mm. you know, making a focused effort, what we focus on gets bigger. Mm -hmm. What am I feeding myself? You know, always to have that at the forefront of of your mind. One other thing that I just wanted to touch on that I think we talked about in the other recording was um, how when we focus on our own self, only on our own self, Mm -hmm. we start to see so many flaws that we didn't notice before, like a magnifying mirror. Like, you know, you get to a certain age and you don't want to look in a magnifying mirror anymore because you really see all of the wrinkles and it's just like you're so focused on how old you're getting or whatever, how, oh my gosh, then you start thinking you need to get this surgery or maybe this makeup or maybe this wrinkle cream and then you start spending all this money and it doesn't really work and then you need something more drastic, you need to do Botox or whatever. And all of that, again, like is this what you really want to do? Is this who you want to be? And we talked about it as like, it's almost like a prison Mm. of cosmetics, you know, a prison that we put ourselves in of that. We have to look this way or we have to feel this way about ourselves or we're not good enough. And so we're so focused on our own self that we see every little flaw. And so if we get our focus off of ourselves. We won't see those flaws anymore. I think that's why women, as we, people, as we get older, we can't see close up anymore. <laughs> I think it's so that we can't see all the wrinkles, you know, <laughs> like God has given us that as a blessing. You know, like we, we can't say, oh, I have to wear glasses now. Well, sometimes it's good to take your glasses off and just chill, right? <laughs> you know, you mentioned, you know, what lifts you up, like a candle or um, you and I are both working with essential oils as a way to kind of really bring something into our environment that 
helps our mindset, right? Yeah. If we can identify what brings us light, what lifts us up, what's that shaft of light that we turn to, and then just pay it forward, right? When you're at the coffee shop and they're taking a long time and you can tell they're maybe not giving you the best customer service, I can choose to buy into that dark kind of negative, negative situation, or I can take the time to look that person in the eyes and just take a breath and, and give them a moment to take a breath. And they may or may not respond in kind, but I guarantee you when we pay forward a smile and slow down for 15 seconds enough to, to let them be seen, I would say, Donna, that being seen is, is huge for a lot of people. Seen and heard. So when we're paying it forward, we are taking our candle and we're tipping it towards someone when we look them in the eyes, when we smile, when we say, no problem, I know you're busy, I can see, it's not a big deal, they get your drink wrong, whatever. We can choose to shine our light, right, in that difficult or frustrating situation and say, I know, it's, you're really busy, it's totally fine. Or we can give them an attitude and pile more of the dark on their attitude and their spirit. So when we want to shine bright in a dark world, we need to figure out how to pay it forward with the things that we know will help us when we're having a bad day. You know, yeah, it's so right. easy, like you said, to focus on ourselves and I didn't get the drink that I wanted or I didn't, you know, this didn't work out for me, 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 me. And trust me, trust me. I was in the me boat for days this week. I get it, you know, because it, it, it is a legitimate question. Why did this happen to me? I don't know. But, you know, my husband was trying to shine a light. My daughter was trying to shine a light. They were working at tipping their candles toward me, and, and I might have blown on their candles a little bit. <laughs> I don't want to be in the light, you know. But in order for us to shine bright in the dark world, we have to understand darkness ourselves, Donna. I do not understand the principle of light unless I fully understand the principle of darkness. And I think that's a principle that we forget about. We want to live in this happy place where nothing ever goes wrong. And me too. I mean, I'm right there in that spot. But the reality is the person that I'm becoming and the ways that I've been able to help different women in my life through my coaching has almost always come from something dark that has happened in my life. It's my having gone through something difficult and painful and ugly and being willing to yield to the lessons that that dark thing had to teach me, but then finding those shafts of light, you know, looking for the hope, whether someone helps me, you know, whether it's through my Bible study, it's always through Bible study, but God uses people too and circumstances to kind of get us back on our feet. So I think that we really have to recognize and honor that darkness has a blessing to it. Meaning that if we don't give into it, if we look for the shafts of light and we allow people to light our candle with their candle, we become a better version of ourselves and we become a better vehicle in the lives of other people because we can actually have compassion once we've been through something, I can't have compassion if I don't understand. Like, have you ever had that situation where someone's going through something and the only thing you could think is, I don't know what to say. Like, I don't know how to help you because I've never been through that. But if you meet someone who's having a really dark space, like you've been through cancer. Well, when you meet someone who's been through cancer, Donna, you're like, I've got this. Yeah. I understand where you are. And this is what I did to, to overcome. This is how I flipped the light on or how I learned to flip the light on. So honoring the darkness in the sense that without darkness, we don't appreciate light. So if we don't ever deal with darkness, we can never fully appreciate the light. Yeah, that's a really good point. That is a really, really good point. Very powerful. And I think just looking at what do we want to, do we want to be a fountain or do we want to be a drain? <laughs> you know, do we want to be a, and I, I think, Everybody wants to be like water of life to people, refreshing. Like who wants to be, who wants to be known as the drain? Like, oh my gosh, run the other way. Here she comes, you know? So 
I think in order to be that light, we really have to go against a lot of what's in our culture and in our external world. We really have to be brave and it's taking a chance. It's taking a risk, you know, and that's part of why I think it's so hard to do also to be that light because um, first we have to be in a good space ourselves, but then we also have to not be afraid, not be afraid to shine that light. And I don't know, the most simplest thing that I've realized over the, the years now is that, my gosh, if I just smile, it, it's like people love that. It's so easy once you train yourself to smile, you know, practice it, even when you don't feel like it. You know, I've, I've been working on some exercise videos for an exercise program that I'm starting and I was recording myself and I was looking at my face and I was frowning the whole time. And I was thinking, you know, when you watch those exercise videos, those ladies are always smiling, right? Yeah. They look so happy. <laughs> Gina's smiling right now. So <laughs> anyway, I'm like, I can do that. You know what? I'm going to do that. I'm just going to force myself to smile while I'm exercising. And I tell you, I had more energy and I felt better and I did nothing more than force a smile onto my face because I really don't like to exercise. That's why I'm, I'm forcing myself to do this program so that I can um, be held accountable myself to getting my, my steps in every day. Remember how you and I were talking about, we had another podcast that we, well, we lost them all. And one of the things that we said was to pick your face up off the ground and smile. Remember we were cracking yeah. ourselves up. Yeah. <laughs> I love you know, it, it's so true, Donna, because you recognize that that maybe negative energy, even though it's on a recording, you can sense it. Yeah, so absolutely. If, if energy is a transfer, right? Energy is not static. It's constantly being moved and transferred. So like when you walk into a room and you're like, Ooh, I don't, I'm not liking that vibe. Right. Mm -hmm. So if we want to shine light in a dark world, then we have to bring as Brendan Burchard, my virtual mentor says, bring the joy honor the struggle, bring the joy because people pick up on our energy, you know, and we're going to have days where our energy is a little slower to get rolling. Maybe our, our flame is flickering a little bit, but I have found, and I know you have found Donna, that if we do pick our face up off the floor and smile, if we do choose to have the more positive response to the people around us, pretty soon my flame is shining bright and it has more of an ability to shine bright to impact another human being. Yeah. Like it really is a choice how I choose to respond. And, and that's what, you know, what is that uh, analogy being a thermometer or a thermostat? You know, if I want to shine bright in a dark world, I need to be a thermostat where yes. I set my intention on the light. I set my intention on looking for the good. Mm. A thermometer is just reacting to the environment. Mm. It, you know, if we are just reacting to the, the person who's had a bad day, I mean, someone could have had something awful happen and them screwing up your drink is just a result of maybe, maybe they've, you know, something is going on at home and they're having trouble focusing and you've been inconvenienced because your coffee didn't have enough sweetener or they put sweetener in your tea and they're not supposed to like at the end of the day, at the end of your life, does it really matter? And if we can say, okay, let's pay it forward. Let's shine our light. Let's not be a thermometer. Let's be a thermostat and set our intention before we go into a situation, before we go into a store, before we go into a coffee shop, before we go into a conversation with people, let's set our temperature. Let's bring the joy. It's one of those things where we choose how we bring energy. You were talking about the energy and we understand the energy exists because we pick it up off of other people. Like just some people want to spread darkness. I don't know if you've ever had this experience, but it's like, they will not be happy, doggone it. You know, you walk into a store, for example, and somebody's just like huffing and, and like you cannot shake their darkness. You know, we have to honor that some people like dark, right? You and I both know people that they're happy there, if you will. Happy is probably not the right term. They're comfortable there. Maybe that's a better term. But if we want to shine bright in a dark world, we need to set our own temperature. Regardless of what the environment's doing around us, we need to have a lit candle, let it permeate light. And what the other person or other people or other circumstances, whatever happens in that is out of my control, correct? 
That's like, right. I can only set my own temperature. I can only shine my own light. And the people who are willing to receive it will receive it. And the people who are willing not to won't. And there's not a ding dong thing I can do about it. So it's really being more of a thermostat. Yeah. You know, what came to my mind too, another analogy would be maybe like a dimmer switch or a, I like the, I like to use electricity because electricity is energy running yes. through a power cord. So it's almost like we're the power cord, the energy is running through and, and yet uh, we have control over whether we want to use that dimmer switch to turn it up or down or how much electricity we want to come through our body. Do we want to be a bright light? Or do we want to be a dim light? You know, and that and that the energy is again all of these things that we've talked about that can can start that momentum. And and again, this is a real thing. It's not just something that we just kind of like, oh yeah, we're just making this up that there's this energy that comes through your body. It's a real thing. Your heart beats, it can be measured electronically with an electrocardiogram. Probably most of us have had that at one point or another. Um, and you can see that this is real energy. And so, you know, what's funny is you triggered it. It's a power plant. Oh, okay. Power plant doesn't, power. A power plant doesn't have energy. It generates it. Yeah. So we are power plants in the world. We, we need to generate that positive energy, that light energy, not the dark energy. Because we can generate negative energy, like mm -hmm. no yeah. problem. Mm -hmm. But we can also generate light. So like I was saying, light and dark are true principles. They both exist mm -hmm. and we choose. Yeah. You know, another thing that came to my mind too, is just to focus on our accomplishments. And this is another thing that I have a gratitude journal and I have a brag book. Now the brag book is not like out of your ego and it's not something that's, Oh, look at me. I'm so great. The reason for the brag book is to say, Oh my gosh, I have done so much stuff in my life. That's good. Like Gina, when I think about all you've done to create this podcast every single week, and what you've done, you have done so much, many good things. I mean, so what if this one thing happened that was, wasn't even in your control? It was some, some bad person that ransomed your computer. You know, it's like, oh my gosh, what about all that other stuff? That's like a huge amount of stuff. We all have things. Think back to when you were in grade school. Maybe you've got straight A's quite often. Maybe you didn't. Maybe you were in sports and maybe you... We're good at some, some sports. Maybe you, you stopped some kid from, you know, getting in a fight in, in school. Like all these things. Think back to all the th ways that you've helped people and start to record those. And let me tell you, then when you're in these down times where you feel like you don't have energy, good energy, and you start to read those things, very, very powerful. You go, oh my gosh, I was just telling my daughter this last week because I was working on this brag book. I said, I've done a lot of stuff in my life. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like I am really like a survivor. I'm not just a survivor. I'm a conqueror. Like I have been through so many difficult times and I've come out and I've done it and I've made it and I've, I've gotten there. And so getting back to the idea too of community and you know what, if you cannot do this on your own, you need to find somebody who can help you. And that's what we do as coaches. We love to work with women. This is our goal to take every woman who's at midlife and give her hope and purpose and meaning and help her to move through these difficult times and say, oh my gosh, my second half of life is going to be way better than I ever dreamed possible yeah. because I now have a mission. That's yeah. what we help women do. So give us, you know, shoot us an email if you'd like to talk to us we we always do a free call you know i i do like 45 minutes to an hour gina i'm sure you do the same so yep. if you want to talk to either or both of us you please you know let us know you can reach out to us at our tribe at feminineroadmap.com that's our tribe at feminineroadmap.com we are at the top of the hour and this is a powerful topic so just in recapping you know if you are going to shine bright in a dark world, you have to keep your candle lit, whether somebody helps you light that candle, be willing to bring the joy, honor the struggle, recognize that difficult things do happen, but we can be a thermostat. Watch your belief table. Make sure you're building the right table. Choose, choose to, be that light in the difficult or challenging situations around you. Remember, you can control your own thoughts and your responses and your attitudes in order to be a light in a dark world. 
So as we wrap this up, we would really love some community conversation on this. Again, Donna and I feel very strongly that this podcast had a purpose because the battle against this specific podcast has been ridiculous. So we are trusting that this is going to go out. It's prayed over. We're expecting God to bring light into your life. We're expecting hope and joy and gratitude to begin to grow. We're expecting that this is switching on a light and that it's permeating the darkness that you're feeling. And like Donna said, if that darkness is feeling overwhelming, please reach out to us at our tribe at feminineroadmap.com. You can head over to www.feminineroadmap.com where you'll find show notes and any resources that you need. We are now on iTunes, Podbean, Google Play, and our newest platform is Spotify. So if you have access to Spotify, please find us there under Feminine Roadmap. And we are so grateful that you have been patient with us through this journey and that some of you reached out and encouraged us in the challenges we've experienced in the last week. Thank you for all of you who were so kind when I threw together a 15-minute ramble last week in place of our normally organized podcast. So we are trusting that I will uh, not have to do this again soon and that we will be able to move forward and shine light into the world through the Feminine Roadmap podcast. Thank you for all those of you here in America and all over the world that join us every week. We are grateful for you in our tribe and we look forward to sharing with you again next week. Goodbye. Bye. Traveling can be fun and exciting, but what if you find yourself in the hospital far from home? Air MedCare Network's Fly You Home service can transport you to the hospital of your choice in a medically equipped aircraft, and you won't pay a dime out of pocket. Join Fly You Home now for just $159 a year. Visit airmedcarenetwork.com slash listen and use code listen to receive an e-gift card for up to $100. That's airmedcarenetwork.com slash listen.